Welcome to Life in the Wild West. I could not be any more happy today because the temperatures have dropped 41 degrees. On Monday, it was 95 degrees here, and today it's 54 degrees. It's gray. It's been raining from the sky, and huge thunder has happened, shaking the house. Actually, the office. I was at the office when it happened, making the car alarms go off. It was so intense. I actually screamed a little at work because I'm very shy and quiet, but I'm also very dramatic. So it, it can shock people every so often, my reactions to things. Um, but I am so excited about the weather. I have been just waiting and so patiently waiting for these kinds of days, the days that actually feel like a Southern California fall. So I'm so happy because Monday I was pissed just saying I was not happy. I'm like, what the cuss is happening? Why is it 95 degrees on November 20 something, whatever day it was, Monday? So, um, yeah, that is my highlight today is the weather. However, um, I need to calm myself down. I could do some major venting and I don't know if this is the place for it, but this week, uh, driving has been really upsetting me. Lots of, um, not nice people out there. And I've just been like wishing I had, like I was a like I could issue tickets that's what I wish because there's been some really bad behavior out there and I've just I just wish sometimes I could be like here is your ticket you deserve this because you're being a total complete not nice human being right now on the road driving uh, the other day I was had my little signal on which is I guess problem number one uh, and I had to get on an on-ramp so that I could get on a freeway. It was just, it was coming out of the parking lot of Disneyland. Okay, it was pretty madhouse crazy because we stayed till closing. And so I was trying to get where I needed to be because you can only come out of all these certain areas. And where I came out was like way the wrong place I needed to be. I needed to get over, hard to explain. But I used my blinker trying to be kind to get in literally the lady speeds up as normally that happens quite a lot here where i live doesn't just speed up to not let me over she looks over at me as she passes me like screw you so then beautiful justice happens beautiful justice some people call it karma i'm calling it beautiful justice she then puts her blinker on to get over actually where I was, which is pretty ironic. And that person didn't let her in, so she had to just stay on with where she was going. And I was just, my day was made. I'm like, ah, you get what you deserve. <laughs> Driving here, you guys, if you are not from this area, and maybe it's, you know, I've not been all the places in the world, but here, where I live in Southern California, people can be really mean and obnoxious and rude. And, you know, for example, I live right here across the street from a 
an elementary school. So, you know, parents get pretty riled up like every single day, morning and afternoon. I hear several horns honking because people are mad at each other, honking and freaking out. Um, it's, it's weird. It's just weird. I, I always go back to when 9-11 happened and some of the things that vividly I remember are people for a short amount of time were so kind. They would let you in, you put your blinker on, they'd let you in, they waved, everyone was smiling. It seriously, it felt like a different like time and it was so short-lived basically, but it was so awesome while it was happening. I'll never forget it. Um, it was a good time. That was a, that was something good that came out of it. Um, I mean, I hate to say that anything good came out of it, but, but you really can find good that comes out of, out of bad situations. There's always good to be found. I know there is. Today, I saw one of my friends, she had a mug and she took a picture and shared it. And it, I think it said, find the good. I think something like that. And it made me think of something that I like to focus on is anyone can find the dirt on someone, dig for the gold. It's so worth it to dig for the gold. When you, when you find the good in situations, it's so much easier to deal with the situation. Now, my um, blinker trying to get in, that wasn't a good example. Um, the only good I found out of that situation is that she didn't get let over, which is kind of mean. That's mean-spirited, but it felt kind of good. I was like, you get what you deserve. Like if you put good out, you get good. Doesn't that make sense? It should work that way. So I could go on and on about the ridiculous driving situations here and how also how you'll, you'll let someone in and you'll even do the gesture like here, come on in, come in front of me. I know you need to get over. And then sometimes those people won't even look at you or wave like, thank you. Those people bother me too. Um, see what other situations bother me. Just mostly mean people bother me. And um, and left hand, left hand turns without green arrows. Those kind of get me going, anxious feeling. I, I would say one of my key things for bringing on anxiety uh, is driving here for me personally. I'm just not an aggressive person in general. So driving aggressive and being mean and rude and tailgating and things like that, that's not, that's just not who I am. Um, that reminds me, I was, someone was hot on my tail just yesterday or was it Monday, whatever day. And it was one of those things where they were just like on my butt. And so I kept going a little faster than I realized. I look at the speed limit. I look at my, how fast I'm going. I'm exceeding the speed limit by almost 10 miles an hour. And I'm like, this sucks. Like who cares? The guy can go around me. And that's what happened. And then he was zigzagging, threading the needle, needle as Rich calls it, going in and out of traffic. And uh, I, wish, I wish I could have given him a ticket. So, okay, enough about driving here I'm getting I bet you my heart rate has gone up now talking about it okay just calm down I think it did go up a little bit have my Fitbit watch on I can look at that so what else could I talk about this week I can tell you that I'm a hundred percent human and hmm, 
Although I have been very, very conscientious of the nourishing choices that I'm making, even getting more sleep than usual, meaning going to bed a little bit earlier some days, I have, well, what I can say is I'm not sugar-free. I can't say, oh, it's been 15 days sugar-free because guess what? So Sunday, no, no, no. Saturday, we had a family gathering. It's very lovely. Got to see some people I hadn't seen in a while. And there was a beautiful buttercream cake. So um, this week I was tempted Friday with the buttercream cake I bought for my dad's birthday. And then the very next day, another oh, buttercream. It's my favorite, you guys. Like cake is my favorite. I've literally ordered it for dinner before. Chocolate cake. And, but I love the buttercream frosting on like other cakes. I would like chocolate cake with buttercream frosting, but I will eat a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. Okay, so I was being so good. We had this family gathering. I'm trying to just drink lots of water while I'm there, you know, skipping on the soda. Um, we had like, we could make sandwiches. There's all kinds of salads. Well, instead of making a sandwich with bread I was doing like romaine lettuce and piling it with protein and vegetables and it was so good and everything was good and I honestly it didn't feel as though I was missing out but then that night I got home and I was thinking maybe it's the next night I really can't keep my days straight but Rich had brought home a piece of my dad's birthday cake because Abby wanted some of it so we had a pretty large piece sitting in the refrigerator and of course this happens when no one's around because I'm like, you know, nobody can see what I'm doing, right? So I couldn't stop thinking about the cake. It's like I couldn't stop thinking about the cake. I was obsessing basically. And so I walk into the kitchen and I open the fridge and there it is, the cake. Like my kryptonite, like I say, chocolate cake, kryptonite. So I take a fork and I just take a ever so small bite. And how is it that I had gone like 12, 13 days, whatever it was without sugar, and still the sugar tasted like heaven. Like I thought when you didn't eat sugar for a good amount of time, it would be far too sweet, but that was not the case for me. So I cut the very small piece, it wasn't even that big, and I just enjoyed every little bite of that small piece. Oh, it was so good, you guys. And I actually do not regret it because you know what I said to myself? You know what, Tracy? Your very next meal, which will be tomorrow's breakfast, it's gonna be a good nourishing breakfast. And then when lunch comes, it's gonna be a good nourishing lunch and I'm gonna be able to drink my water, and and it's not the downfall forever because I had that small piece of cake. So I was able to handle the situation I felt and all of my choices, well, until Monday, because Monday was my last day to use my, it wasn't technically my last day 
today, Wednesday, is my last day for passes at Disneyland. But Monday was the day that we chose to go that, that worked with our week to be able to enjoy our last Disney day. And so because of that, you know, occasionally when I'm at Disneyland, and I could get this anywhere, you know, really, because it's just dryers, it's, I can buy it anywhere. But um, on Main Street, they have a dryers ice cream shop. And traditionally, the last couple of years, we've had passes. Every so often, definitely not every time, it is a rare treat. We will get an ice cream cone and enjoy an ice cream cone. And so I did that too. But guess what? Every choice after that has been good. Uh, we also had a dinner reservation, but it didn't get too crazy. Um, it was Brussels sprouts, steak, and potatoes. I had very little potatoes, part of the steak, and the Brussels sprouts. That's good stuff. That's nourishing stuff. So um, after that, I've just been making it's Wednesday nourishing choices after nourishing choices we had an office meeting today it was called a lunch and learn and at the lunch and learn they had pizzas and one of my friends at work said tracy don't even bother it doesn't even taste that good and so i had brought my little it's the cutest thing it's like a small glass mason jar and you put hummus on the bottom and your carrot sticks and celery and so before the meeting, I ate my snack and literally it, it was delicious because I love that stuff. And I passed on the pizza. It didn't even matter. I didn't, didn't, I just didn't feel like I wanted it because I'm thinking more and more, if I want pizza, I want it to be like top notch pizza. You know what I mean? So I have another, I have a lot of really smart friends in my life, like wise Oracle people. And she was telling me that she likes to go by the 90-10 rule, where 90% of the time you are feeding your body really beautiful foods that are nourishing and have lots of value, putting that into your body. And then 10%, you're having fun and you're splurging and you're, you know, having those indulgent things that maybe don't put a lot of you know, nutrition into your body, but they taste good and they, you know, so I love that philosophy. I've never been able to achieve it. I'm more like the 90, 90 non-nourishing, 10 nourishing, but if I could just flip that, that would be awesome. And I'm feeling really good these days. I am not feeling down in the dumps since I've been putting better things into my body. I am just feeling more energy, like so much energy that I decided to simplify my bedroom a little bit. I can, I'm a, I'm a big collector and clutter bug and especially books. And so my room, my father-in-law had offered me this really cool bookshelf. And I said, yes, because um, my books would pile up next to my bed and on the dresser. And I thought, how nice would it be to have a bookshelf to put my books on and all my little knick-knacky things. And I pretty much just had that bookshelf just jam-packed with stuff. And it wasn't feeling breathable. Like it just, it was causing me to feel kind of 
like pushed in. So I spent Sunday clearing out my room and I, Abby wanted the bookshelf and she's made it look so darling in her room. And I took my favorite, most cherished piece of furniture, my dresser, it's a tall antique dresser that is just so pretty. Um, and it was, it belonged to my childhood friend. So when I was little, it, I would visit her and spend the night at her house and it was in her bedroom. And uh, when we, right before we got married, Rich helped her family move. And as a thank you, they gave Rich this dresser. And I love this dresser so much. So that, I put that where the bookcase was and I can look at this beautiful piece of furniture that holds a great, great amount of sentimental value to me and just put a very few simple things on top, like a picture of Motorcycle Man, my jewelry box and a plant and a lamp and a, it's sounding cluttery, but it doesn't look cluttery. And then a picture of my family, things that are important to me. Um, I had a whole bunch of cranes hanging from my ceiling, which I adore and love cranes. They hold a very special place for me. It's for me been a, a source of therapy is to fold a crane um, just for certain reasons. And um, I started folding them for people that were special for me or um, sometimes someone might have been going through something particularly hard and I could think of them sometimes even write a a prayer or a letter inside of the crane and fold it up and it they're just really special to me and I had a whole bunch hanging from my ceiling but they'd been there for quite some time and they were collecting an embarrassing amount of dust and I took them down and it just it kind of feels like it's the right time to do that and Abby got upset with me because I actually threw them in the trash but you know there just comes times where it just feels right to release things and it just felt right. So, and on the, on the crane talk, um, I want to also say that a long time ago, several years ago, I would see people that would share their folded cranes and I wanted so desperately to be able to fold a crane. So of course you can go on YouTube and try to figure out just about anything. So I would go on YouTube and try to figure out how to fold a crane. And let me tell you, it took me a very, very long time to finally figure out how to fold the crane. I don't know if I'm a slow learner or what, but by the time I finally got the hang of it, I told myself, I'm going to fold cranes on a very regular basis so I don't forget how to fold this crane. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And also what came of the, the crane folding is my mom, and I did not even know this, when my great uncle passed away, um, it's been quite a few years now ago, um, and he was special to me. I don't know if you remember in another podcast I mentioned I used to write Uncle Cole letters and on every single letter he would write the uh, temperature, the, the weather conditions, and the date. On the upper right hand corner of every letter 
that he wrote to me. So that's why on this podcast, I will talk about the weather. It reminds me of him. And when he passed away, they had an estate sale and pretty much sold most of his things. I inherited a couple of his things that I very much cherish because you know how I am, sentimental me. Um, I He had lots of uh, different masks that he had on a wall. I got a couple of those. He collected Buddhas. Um, he served in, I think it was Japan, World War II. I hope I'm right because my history is so bad, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, forgive me. Forgive me. Like, I have like a quarter of memory left in my brain. You would think that I participated in a lot of drugs, one might think, because I can't remember anything. But it's okay, so I'm getting off track. Uh, okay, deep breath again. Sometimes I just gotta calm down. So, anyway, he collected Buddhas and I, my mom gave me a beautiful Buddha that he had, but this is how it goes in my family. It's kind of hard to explain. I did not see anything wrong with that Buddha and I had it displayed. However, Motorcycle Man was raised very differently than me and it bothered him. It, it bothered him that we had that Buddha and I, I knew that it did. And he made a few comments. Um, so, in respect for him, I decided I would take a beautiful picture of it and I mailed it to a friend who I knew would appreciate it. And I can only hope she still has it, but if she doesn't, that's okay too. Um, I sent it off to her. And I also received this really cool uh, Japanese piece of furniture that is in my dining room that I will never get rid of, that I love to the moon and back. Also kind of like my dresser in my room. And those are the things that, that were given to me when he passed away. And what I didn't know back to the mom thing is he had two antique lamps that he had brought back from him or with him from Japan. He had a lot of Japanese furniture and things because, you know, he spent a good amount of time there and it was special to him. So um, she, he had these two antique lamps with a thousand cranes on them and they're outlined in gold and my mom had it stored under her stairs and she really didn't have a place for it in her home. And she didn't know what to do with them, but she didn't want them to go when they had the um, estate sale because for some reason that lamp really stood out to her, the two of them. And she just, they were special. So she took them even though she didn't, they didn't go with her home decor. I'm very eclectic with my decor. It's, uh, it's a mismatch over here, but I love it. And so when she saw that I was folding all of those cranes, or have been, and it's been a few years now, she said, Tracy, I have a lamp for you that you are gonna love. And it was the lamp of a thousand cranes. And now that lamp is so special to me. And it's in our big room. And these are the kinds of things that I love as far as furniture goes. Like things that are sentimental 
I just, they hold a special place for me. And I don't care if they don't, they don't match like the decor of a home. I actually love houses that are filled with beautiful eclectic things that mean something or that have a history. That's why I like old homes. Like I, when we move again, I want an old home with history and those are the things that sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong era. I love a clawfoot tub. I love old steam chests. I love antique furniture. I would never paint beautiful, you know, antique furniture with all the, the wood grain that comes through. Uh, I wouldn't, I, I love hardwood floors and homes. Like I'm just an old soul when it comes to things like that. So what the heck was this podcast about? It was, gosh, every which way, every which way. Talked about bad drivers that I don't like. Talked about eating sugar again in my 90-10. And my eclectic furniture and clearing out my room. Was anyone inspired by this? <laughs> I don't know. But at least I got it off my chest, right? I guess that's what matters to me. I love this podcast as an opportunity to just you know get things out of my body like those words that i don't speak out loud i can speak them here and yeah feels good i'm telling you it felt good to vent about those drivers too so i'm enjoying my gray day with my hot coffee and nyla the kitty cat the original we call her the og <coughs> excuse me because when Garfunkel disappeared, it was just her left. And then we got somehow three more cats in this year alone. And I'm sitting here with Nyla curled in a ball and the youngest of our bunch, Tobias. And it's the best feeling, you guys, to just sit in my, I'm on my cloud bed. Remember that? I'm sitting on my cloud bed with my two cats and my hot coffee on a gray day. What could be better right now? I hope you have a beautiful week and please reach out to me if you want to. I love to um, interact with the community. So until next time, peace. <laughs>